After 12 months of some pretty disappointing swims, it's pretty, like, it knocks me pretty hard, I'm not going to lie. So I'm trying to really work on just gaining confidence from, from my training. What's going on, crew? Welcome to the home of Cosmic Vibes. That was Brianna Throssell. I'm Tiger Lyons, and this is the Tiger Talk podcast. Today on the show, I sat down with Olympic swimmer Brianna Throssell, who at 21 years of age has already been to a World Championship event and the Olympic Games. And of course, while we spoke about swimming, what I was more interested in was what swimming's taught Brianna out of the pool, which is more applicable to the wider community. I loved her tone and the genuineness behind what she said. For someone that's achieved so much, it was really humbling to witness how grounded she was and how motivated she was for her goals despite what she's already achieved. I'm sure you're going to love this one as much as I did, so let's get into the show. All right, Brianna, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for coming down. That's okay. Pretty, been a pretty big day for you so far, so really appreciate you uh, eating into your nap time here and coming down for a chat, <laughs> sharing your wisdom. Um, yeah, do you want to talk us through your day so far? You told me you started at quarter to five this morning. Yeah, so this morning I was up at quarter to five to go swimming training. Um, and I was in the pool for about two hours and then straight into the gym for another hour. And that has been my morning so far. It's a bit of a more active start to the week than most people are probably used to. Do you want to give us a bit of context into who you are and what you do? So I'm Brianna and I am a... I'm an Olympic swimmer and I've been on the Australian senior swim team for three years now, three consecutive years, including um, the 2016 Rio Olympic Games where I made a final of the 200 metres butterfly. Um, yeah, and before before I made the senior team, I was on a couple of junior teams and yeah, I guess my love of sport, my love for swimming as a sport has sort of grown, grown slowly over the years and yeah, I guess it's led me to where I am today. It's a pretty insane uh, first 20 years of any person's life to have that kind of resume. Do you want to take a kind of backward step now and just talk to us about how you got into swimming in the first place? Um, getting into swimming, I just, I feel like as a, as a really, really young, I guess, toddler, my parents sort of thought it was a very important thing in the Australian culture to learn how to swim as like, I believe all Aussies should know how to swim. So yeah, I just did lessons as a as a young kid and I just really enjoyed it and I just it was a really really slow progression from that to you know just squad swimming a couple times a week. Just yeah, a really slow progression. I enjoyed it a bit more, so I started taking it a little bit more seriously. I think I did my first little competition at about 10 years old and yeah, I just I guess my love grew over time and yeah, now I'm training like 10 in the water sessions and a couple of land-based gym cardio sessions as well. Fire out. That's a pretty insane week and a pretty crazy story. I can imagine, like, being an Australian myself, I can imagine how at the start, when you first start swimming, the swim teachers just see you swimming away and they're just thinking, all right, now this, this girl's probably a bit different to everyone else, just talking to the parents, oh, look, she's in the early stages of swimming, but she's already swimming butterfly. Yeah. You, probably, you should probably consider putting her in some competitions in a proper squad. Is that kind of the progression? Like you? Um, I guess uh, maybe. I guess, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I, as a kid, I don't think I was ever, you know, better than anyone else. I just really enjoyed it, and I guess that's why I continued with it, and I guess it, it, I got, you know, I guess better over time. And um, 
at what stage did it go from like, yeah, this is a good thing to do to keep active while you're a teenager to, all right, this is actually a pretty viable choice for a career? I don't know if I could say that swimming is a career, but um, to choose like swimming as a, like a, as my professional sport uh, in 2012, I went to my first Open Nationals and that was also coincided with the trials for Olympic Games that year, which was in London. And I guess I was, I think, 15 at the time, or maybe 16 at the time, and I was in year 11. And I just, I went there and I I was just so, so amazed at, like, the atmosphere. And then I watched the Olympic team get announced for, like, 2012 Olympics. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, that is amazing. I just, like, I guess, like, I was just there to race and experience what I did. But I saw that team get announced and I was just like, wow, four years' time, I want to be sitting in one of those chairs getting my boarding ticket for the Olympics. So was that was that the moment when the dream was born and there was kind of a goal in place kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that, yeah, 2012, I was really like, okay, I do want to do this. And I really sort of knuckled down um, for the next four years to get myself on the Olympic team. So we're now five years on from 2012 yeah you've been to an olympic games yeah talk to us about what that whole process was like and and also if you can give us a because i know you're training for the commonwealth games now yeah what the preparation for that's kind of like so before i guess like 2015 so the year before the olympics i made my first senior team and that was um, world championships in russia and I guess that probably gave me a lot of confidence going forward for the next year. I, I guess like breaking onto the senior team, I was like, wow, you know, I only need to do this, the same thing again in 12 months time. And like, you know, I'm, I'm going to the Olympics. So 2015, I world champs, I tried to just gain as much experience as possible. And yeah, I ended up coming away fourth in the 200 flight worlds, which was like pretty much my best race so far which um yeah so I was I, I guess I went in as the underdog in, in 2015 and had no pressure whatsoever and then um but yeah it really motivated me and gave me a lot of confidence sort of moving forward into 2016 where the Olympics uh which was the year of the Olympics and yeah I qualified um in April of 2012 at uh, 2016 sorry for the 200 butterfly which then yeah I went and swum at Rio and yeah I finished eighth from the 200 fly which was a little bit disappointing um yeah like I don't know I guess I kind of saw what I did the year before and I was like oh my gosh can I better it one more place and become a third um but yeah I I didn't and I guess I came back a little bit disappointed and decided that I needed to need a bit of change of scenery I moved coaches to the waist high performance program and yeah it was probably the best decision of my life um yeah coming home from the olympics is always i think a bit tough given the hype of it and you kind of come home and you're you're not nobody but you just kind of you're just a normal human again rather than sort of living this dream at the olympics so yeah i came home and i moved coaches and yeah i guess i've been working super hard ever since i guess i came home more motivated than ever um yeah, so I changed coaches and then made another world championships um, in 2017. And yeah, again, it was a little bit of a disappointing um, world championships where I swam the 100 and the 200 butterfly. But um, yeah, so I guess I kind of came home from Worlds a couple months ago and had to really reconsider, do I love this? What am I doing? And I came to the conclusion that I have worked so hard in the pool and that 
obviously it was like something else that I needed to work on and I then kind of learned that I just I race and I don't have confidence at all I kind of go up against these you know world champions world record holders and I'm just so so scared and yeah ever since that race in 2000s like earlier this year I've just really been trying to improve on my self-confidence and belief in myself that I can do this race so you've made a few teams now you've been through some disappointments and you've had some success yeah what's your strategy for getting more self-confidence going into the Commonwealth Games I guess as most swimmers work really closely with this um a psychologist so yeah I guess I've I've I see a psych a bit just to try, you know, just to gain a little bit of confidence back. After 12 months of some pretty disappointing swims, it's pretty, like, it knocks me pretty hard, I'm not going to lie. So I'm trying to really, um, yeah, work on just gaining confidence from, from my training because the thing is, like, the most disappointing part is that it's not that I was training badly. Um, the results just didn't show what work had been put in, which was the most disappointing part. So yeah, I've been trying to gain, uh, take confidence from my training to put into racing. Um, yeah, but I think like I can say I'm sure the, the squad that I train with will agree with me that we're just like we're training so hard at the moment and we're just constantly so wrecked and tired and sore. So um, I guess the, the feel, that feeling of being so exhausted all the time does give me confidence coming into coming game trials where you know we are working so hard so it's um actually really insightful to hear that someone that has been at elite sport and has had somewhat success at elite sport is having kind of the same issues that some people that are just living a regular life are having as well so it's pretty cool to hear that you're uh how you're kind of tackling them and moving on and I think that's a real um real attribute that you have that a lot of people can draw from Uh, I just want to kind of draw into like the Olympics now and what it's kind of like to just be there because a lot of people strive for it and a lot of people watch it but not a lot of people actually experience it so if you could just give us the kind of vibe of what it's like to just be walking around and be surrounded by people that have had success in what they do and they're really motivated people it must be really cool to be around yeah absolutely I think it's it's quite humbling almost just to think that you're sitting at a table next to Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer. It's just like, wow, right now we are both Olympians. Like we're actually equal people right now. Like we're both here to compete at the Olympic Games. So I think that something like that was just like the, one of the most amazing like thoughts I've ever had just to think that like someone who's one of the most high profile athletes in the entire world across any sport is right there doing the same thing that I'm doing was incredible yeah yeah I guess so like something like that was so exciting but just to just to walk past all the athletes of all the sports in every country you know just yeah it was incredible there's just such a buzz like you know everyone's coming in to the village excited and ready to race and don't get me wrong there were a lot of like disappointments and things like that but yeah I think everyone just it's quite a it's a really exciting place here, the Olympic Village and yeah it's just amazing to be amongst such incredible athletes and then I guess I'll talk about the Aussie spirit like you know you're just passing an athlete who I wouldn't know who they are from I don't know what sport but you know that they'd say hi they'd say oh how's your sport going what are you doing have you competed yet it was just like an awesome camaraderie like I think the Aussies just got got behind each other no matter what sport whether they knew each other or not it was it was incredible yeah, I can't even fathom what it must be like to actually be there and to be a part of it. 
And then just kind of relating it back to what you said earlier about how when you come back and you've, you've come from an environment where it's like that and then to come back and just be like back to a normal life almost, it must be even harder to then just readjust coming from that. Like yeah. you almost want to just be in that environment all the time kind of thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. so coming home, I think a lot of people experience like the post-comp depression like not really depression but like they just they come off such a high whether whether they did achieve you know a lot or not they just like the the hype of the whole meet like you know everyone talks about the olympics for so long and when once it's over it's like wow okay it's over what do i do so i think a lot of people once they come home from the olympics they they go away like they i i know i went down south um for a couple of days and i just there was no reception down there and it was beautiful I just went with my mum um and it was it was just so nice to just come back to reality and just just to settle in to normal life after like a bit of a hype and quite like a a really exciting period of time and yeah I know a lot of people just went away with their partners or families just to sort of um get a, a breath of fresh air sort of thing so I really enjoyed like although it was like upsetting the Olympics were over I just I really enjoyed just like going down south for a couple of days, kind of refreshing, and then coming back and just starting uni. Well, not starting uni, but um, just slotting into the semester of uni. Yeah, and I think I noticed you got the Olympic rings tattooed there. I think that's a really good uh, kind of memento to just carry around with you just as a reminder and a motivator to... Absolutely. And I guess, like, I think when you have a tattoo, you don't really notice it on yourself. But if I, you know, have my hand out for, you know, if I'm paying someone at the cashier or whatever, they're like oh, wow, did you go to the Olympics? And it's like, yeah, wow, yeah, I did. Like, it's quite, um, you know, I think sometimes you forget, like, what you've done because you kind of, you know, you're kind of focusing on, like, what's next and what's upcoming and, you know, you're thinking about training. It's kind of like, wow, you know, I did go to the Olympics. And when someone sort of brings it up, it's, yeah, quite humbling. Yeah, and uh, kind of surreal too, I could imagine, just, like, as to to be there but to kind of not really be there, if you know what I mean, in that, like, you're there and you're competing, but at the same time, because you're so focused on doing well and competing and, like, your future, you're not really thinking about, I'm actually here. Do you know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. I, f- I feel like it took a few weeks once I kind of got home to, like, wow, yeah, I literally just just did just go to Rio and compete at the Olympics. Like, I think it had just been a childhood dream for so long that it was just, like, it took a while to actually set in that I had just come back from, or just been and come back from the Olympics. Yeah, and I think uh, it's probably a good reflection as to where you're at in that like you've been there but you want to you're looking forward and you're going to you're looking at the next competition the one after that you're not really at a position in your life where you're looking back and like oh like those olympics that time it's kind of like where you're at now and where i'm going kind of thing i think that's a real testament to like what you've achieved and where you're going yeah swimming's definitely a sport where like once competition's done it's like awesome okay a little break or maybe not a break and you know you're moving on and training for the next thing like there's always something you know, that you're training for or looking forward to. So it's kind of a, yeah, it's a really, like, it's a sport where you really don't have to look back. Like, sure, it's awesome to look back and think about what you can do better or to reflect on, on success. But, yeah, it's a sport where, like, really you can just look forward to the next competition and training hard. I think um, just from the brief conversation that we've had before this, just getting to know you, I kind of can see that you've got, like, a lot of swimmers are kind of associated with being just all in and, like, kind of just solely focused on being a swimmer but what I've noticed is you've kind of you're more you're a more well-rounded person that you've got balance and you've got other interests and you've got a good perspective in where you're going and like getting away 
Could you give us a bit of insight into where you kind of got that from and if it was natural and also how you get away and what you do? Um, so, yeah, I guess it's something that it's, it's hard for it to be taught, um, the element of, like, balance in someone's life. But I know in, when I was in year 12, I, I, put it, I didn't put pressure on school, but I did want to, like, get into physio and things like that. And I remember I qualified for world, uh, junior worlds when I was in year 12 and it was probably the hardest decision of my life to turn that down to focus on year 12. So just, yeah, I think just making... Our, my priority in life was just always to make sure that I was achieving in the pool but I also had something I really enjoyed outside, whether it, I didn't really enjoy school, but, you know, I wanted to achieve at school as well and then I knew I had to get a, a decent score to get into physio and... I was doing pre-medicine as well. So I think just a, a priority of mine is to always have a really, really balanced lifestyle. And it might not, you know, it's not just physio and swimming. I, I also really enjoy just escape, going to the beach or taking the boat to Roto, just things like just a lot of downtime. Like I feel like people can get really wrapped up in anything, whether it be their work, um, their job, like obviously sport, something like that. And if, if you just become so, so involved in in this little bubble it's it's really not healthy so I always um really try to keep a balanced lifestyle and yeah whether it be just just reading a book or just just relaxing completely or whether it be studying I yeah I always aim for balance yeah I think you've got it pretty dialed so uh that's a real something to really commend as a person because that's something that a lot of people struggle with is finding balance and I know that's something that I've kind of had it's been a challenge for me as well just kind of being so absorbed in what I'm doing that it's hard to get away and that kind of probably helps your confidence as well I just want to kind of bring it back to like something that people can more easily relate to so you were a swimmer and that requires a lot of commitment and that can be applied to any kind of career or any aspiration yeah take us back to year 12 when everyone's turning 18 everyone's starting to party everyone's starting to drink alcohol yeah how did you because obviously you didn't get too caught up in that how did you stay focused on what you wanted to achieve and not get dragged away as a lot of people do or not dragged away probably more influenced by the people around them and like how did you push through that time because that's something that I kind of struggled with as well yeah um as you were saying before uh, a lot of people do various, various sports um, when, when they're sort of growing up. And when they hit 18, it's like, oh, I can drink, I can go out. It's a, um, like in the swimming world, the num- like the, the numbers per age group, they just drop off once you hit about 17, 18. Like it just like diminishes. And I guess, I guess it kind of shows that people like aren't really willing to dedicate their most of their time to sport once they sort of reach a certain age, whether it be due to other commitments like um, university or jobs and things like that. But I think like another good reason is that the lifestyle of a, like it can be a swimmer, but like any athlete or even a work profession, like it doesn't allow for boozy, multiple boozy nights on a week. Like it's just, it's just something that it just doesn't work with us. And I guess when I turned 18, don't get me wrong. Like I, did enjoy going out on the odd occasion having some drinks but it was never a late night and those you know going out Thursday Friday Saturday night it just didn't interest me at all and I guess I was I was lucky in the fact that it didn't interest me and if if I was associating with 
or you know my friends at school or friends at uni I know like there's quite a few physios who really like they do physio and they are able to go out and enjoy themselves a fair bit but I'm lucky that it I just I'm quite a I have like quite a strong personality where I just don't care like if they're like oh you're so boring why don't you come out I'm like I'm more than happy watching Netflix at home like I just (laughs) I don't know I I know what I want to achieve and by doing that I'm absolutely compromising what I do want to achieve that's so transferable and pretty next level to have that kind of self-awareness and to see that someone that is achieving has that kind of discipline as well because quite often in the media it's more appealing for them to kind of publicise people that are achieving what you're achieving but also are living that kind of lifestyle so it's easy to, from the outside in to be kind of thinking that everyone that's there is living this glamorous super lifestyle so it's cool to hear the insight into how you got through that and how it's still maintaining because I'd imagine it's even a challenge now with kind of even getting older and people it's still kind of an appealing thing to do is to go yeah. out. Yeah, I guess like I don't I don't really go out but like my treat is like going out for breakfast. Like I love it. And then the negative comments and things like someone wrote a tweet once basically like um like wrap this up along with your like extravagant brunches and social balls. And I was just like I, I know this person is the biggest party person. And I just like I was like how does someone have the audacity to write that sort of thing on a public platform? where my treat is going out for breakfast because I love it because drinking doesn't interest me. And, you know, the social balls that I attend are generally sports awards nights. Like, just, I guess, people don't respect that. Or, like, don't get me wrong, some people do, but some people just don't get, like, the lifestyle of an athlete or, like, a very serious work, like, uh, like a businessman or something like that. But, yeah, I guess I kind of turned a blind eye to people's comments about not going out because, like, I don't know, I don't care. <laughs> That's so cool to hear as well that... um how you've dealt with stuff like that going on because a lot of people that would easily get to them but it's such an amazing thing to hear that you you know that's going on and you're just like yeah well like that's you and this is me so yeah, it doesn't like really you do you I'll do me yeah perfect how cool is that yeah um yeah I kind of want to go like obviously you've got some traits as a person that's so cool to have outside of the pool as well like it's awesome to have as an athlete but it's also insane to have as a person so I know you're studying medicine or physio and and pre-medicine so talk to us about what you've picked up from swimming and your experiences that you transfer into everyday life um I think probably time management is one of the first kind of things I um picked up from swimming and like during when I was in school um, yeah, I guess I'm never ever someone who would leave an assignment till last minute as I'll just get stressed and overwhelmed. So I just, as soon as I kind of get it, I'll just get it done, get it submitted and like it's off my mind. Like I really, um, I guess swimming has really taught me to just stay on top of things. Like whether it's a bunch of emails that I must reply to, I'll, you know, try and do them as quickly as possible or yeah, it's really taught me the element of time management. But also I think swimming... You know, we're, we're a group of, our squad's about 15 athletes who, we're all very different people, but it's really taught me just to get along with everyone. Like, you have no choice. I spend five, six, seven hours with these 15 people every single day. And whether I like them or not, which I like, I do, our squad is awesome, but, you know, there's always one or two, you know, little hiccups that you have. Like, you just got to work around it. Like, there's, you know, these people are here to, to push you, to help you, to you know to motivate you you know they're your training partners and yeah I guess 15 people from all different walks of life have been brought together to with the one 
common element of they love swimming they have a passion for it so I think swimming has taught me to sort of get along and to be able to communicate to all different sorts of people whether whether they maybe if they're a tradie you know find like you know finding out about them and about what they want to do and yeah you know not 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 everyone's the same and has the same interests we only had the one interest of swimming so yeah be able to communicate and just to get along with all different people is something that swimming has taught me which is was really quite quite transferable to to uni to being in like a meeting with someone like a businessman like you know we are very very different people but yeah just just things like that being able to communicate with people from all different walks of life yeah there's no doubt that um especially kind of time management is pretty key in your life in that you swimming so much and you're also studying I kind of wanted to talk as well about another trait that I thought you perhaps might have which is preparation how much of preparation is part of your life in like whether it be just like a meal that you have before you compete or like a routine that you do before you go to training or before you race or before you fly out to a competition is there something that you do in swimming that you also kind of maybe perhaps so like um unconscious about that um you do like in everyday life as well like in terms of the skill yeah I think swimming is a very very routine sport and I know like I basically have the same meal or like little snack before training every morning what's that um a chobani flip I don't know if you know that like (laughs) oh do you know the yogurt chobani yeah okay so they like come out with this new thing and it's like it's got like bits that you flip into it it's like like a little almond mix and things like that and it's so good and it's just like the perfect snack so like I guess I have one of them before training every morning and just I know that I paint my nails or I get them done before a major competition. Just just things like that, which I guess I don't really want to rely on superstition, um, but like it's just kind of part of my routine. And I, I think every swimmer, before they get onto the blocks, has a particular routine, whether it be pressing the goggles into their eyes or fixing their cap or... Yeah, I guess yeah, I we follow such a routine, but I don't like really want to call it a superstition because if it if you know the routine had to be out of whack for some reason actually i've got a story of that i lost my big toenail when i was in europe before worlds i dropped this year dra- yeah i dropped a draw on it so i could not paint my toenails so like it was that's like, putting that's yeah. putting your theory of things going out of whack to the but test like, i just like had to deal with it so yeah i was just like look toenails aren't painted everything's going to be okay though because let's be honest it's just a couple of colors on the toes so <laughs> that doesn't good. affect my swimming no surely no. yeah exactly so i kind of had to put it all in perspective but yeah, routine and like being like I guess prepared is like a, a big part of swimming. Do you think that helps you with your study, or perhaps that's like like you were saying with your assignments when they come in, you just get them done because then you don't have to deal with it later. So I guess yeah. that's it applying to everyday life. Yeah, I guess like it probably like preparations more becomes to organisation and just being organised and on top of things. I think that's probably what I sort of kind of took from swimming into university. It's so cool. Um, we have to look towards wrapping up now, um, but I just wanted to touch on something you mentioned earlier about how you said something about as an athlete you take so much and you want to give back. Is that, is that something that's going to come into your life in the next few years? Like what sort of direction do you see yourself going from here and is that something that kind of you have um, in mind? Yeah, I guess as athletes we do take a lot from people, whether it. Um, be physios whether it's our coach our parents our you know 
everyone we kind of draw on everyone for whatever it may be it may be just their time it may be just a person to talk to um yeah we are quite like a demanding bunch of people so I feel like physio is such a like I love love it as a degree but it's a really a good way for me to then give back to the community I guess I don't really want to head down a sports physio as I you know I don't really want to work with <laughs> athletes who just like yeah I've got a sore shoulder I need it fixed demanding feel, yeah exactly <laughs> we are I would like more like to head down sort of rehab like I feel like teaching someone to walk again after an accident would be so self-rewarding as well as like to like to see someone just progress on a day-to-day but will hopefully progress like it's just I just I feel that would be so so amazing to like to to help someone do that so yeah yeah, that's that's sort of you know what I want to do after swimming unreal well you've uh achieved a lot so far but let's hope there's plenty more (laughs) achievements on the horizon and uh good luck with the commonwealth games coming up and uh just lastly i just want to say thank you for doing what you love because i feel like the vibe that i get from you is just so positive and it is so cosmic in that what you are spreading is just such an unlimited (laughs) perspective on life where you're going and what you're doing just to hear how happy you are and the type of person you are more importantly is just such a cool thing to be graced with so <laughs> thank th- you thanks, thanks so for, much thanks for your time <laughs> thank you well that's a wrap guys what did you reckon i've loved how the podcast has become just the start of the conversation thanks to everyone that sent me a message throughout the week Hearing your thoughts and your ideas and your opinions really means a lot. So if anything from this episode really resonated with you, I'd love to hear what you have to say. I'll put the links to all the ways you can get in touch with me in the show notes and I'll put all the links to Brianna's socials as well. She's got some sweet swimming photos in there and it's definitely a journey that you want to keep up with. Also, if you're coming back every week and you haven't already, would really appreciate it if you left a review and told your friends about the podcast super keen to just keep spreading the word and building the community so don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well in any event thanks for tuning in keep spreading those cosmic vibes i'll speak to you next time peace